Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today, we are joined with Molly Lucas. Hey. From the Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> and we are going to talk, I mean, about everything, because Molly's one of my closest friends that I've met through the gram, but a lot about how we maintain our balanced, I guess you could call it, social lives, because mm-hmm. we're both not afraid to have a few cocktails. <laughs> maybe there's kale involved in them, maybe there's not. Um, but as I've been doing with the previous podcast, I like to start off with the questions because I feel like it actually helps kick off conversation rather than closing the podcast with them. Yeah. So my first one, and then we'll do a little bit of a deep dive of you know who you are, where you've, what your journey has been, and about cool. Wiz. And I, if I refer to her as Wiz throughout this podcast, that's the same as Molly. <laughs> that's how everyone refers to me. Yeah. I, I like say it all the time now. I'm like, oh, well, I was with Wiz earlier. Um, so how would you define success? And wow. I put you really on the spot like very early on. Yeah. I always feel badly about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually just wrote something about this, but – Success is so tied to, like, in society, success is so tied to, like, money, job, you know, that's how you naturally think about it. But I think success is having your goal Mm -hmm. and then, like, having, um, like, building a roadmap and building parameters to, like, achieve that goal. Definitely. And it can be, like, right, like... Success isn't always positive. If you're a successful bank robber, like you're a bad person. So I <laughs> never think, thought about that. I mean, it, it's true. Like success is a really hard, tricky word because we always say like, oh, you're oh, that person's so successful. Yeah. But if you're like a successful, like it could be a negative murder again, yeah. like that's terrible. So, um, so I always think of success as like, let's say I want to be like really successful with training my dog yes Molly's getting a dog soon (laughs) then I'm going to um build like a roadmap I'm going to read all the books I'm going to like listen to podcasts about it I'm going to give myself all the tools I'm going to work really hard Mm -hmm. at it and when I achieve that like I'll I'll, that'll be a success successful that's actually very interesting because I've talked on a few episodes about how 
I struggle now, especially being outside of the corporate world, that success is so tied to financials. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I'm only successful when I'm making this much money. And right. that's just the world, unfortunately, that we have grown up in. Right. I don't think it's right. But I like the aspect that you're bringing to the table of like preparing yourself. Because I feel like preparation, people overlook that so much. People will go into interviews or whatever it may be and they don't prepare and then they show up empty-handed and they just expect to be successful. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that like, I think what I've learned in my career is that the people who look like it's so effortless for, like again, show up in Mm -hmm. meetings, absolutely crush it, speak so well to the topic they've actually been they've prepared they've oh, read all 100%. about it they've done their homework they but they make it look like they haven't yeah and I think that is the key um but but again I hate to um I hate to like overplay success because yeah. um I think you get to a point in your life mm-hmm. when you're older and you look around and like you have friends that are successful professors or successful yeah. um journalists mm-hmm. and and it looks success looks different for every single person how they've Definitely. gotten there is different and um you might want to be the successful <laughs> investment banker if money is really important yeah. to you but if you want to travel and live a really full life you might want to be that more successful. successful too yeah exactly and I also think failure is a huge part of success that yeah. is never really discussed because I think failure is a way that we learn what works and what doesn't and potentially puts you on a different journey yeah. to be that successful person in a different realm. And I re- I recently, um, again, like I listen, I think you're the same way, but I listen to yeah. so many podcasts. So many. Um, and I think one, the common denominator with really quote unquote successful people mm-hmm. is their ability to be willing to fail. 100%. And I think that is such a clear distinction between um, between like having it all and not, right? Yeah. Like if you're not willing to fail, then you're never really trying anything you're afraid of. Exactly. Like I love the um, there's so many yeah, examples what are some of, of your this like podcasts? well I love how I built this. Same. I love Skin from the Couch. I love the I Goop podcast. I don't listen podcast. to Skin from the Couch. I love the Goop podcast. Um, I think Gwyneth's voice is very soothing very when she does the commercials. Soothing. Actually, I recently saw on your Instagram, oh my people love your voice. People, I'm not kidding you guys. I'm not trying to like toot my horn. Yeah, I get a lot of DMs horn. about my voice. Um, Which is, I, I get it. You have a very soothing no, voice. No, I can't stand my voice. Really? I really can't. Like, I won't be able to listen to this podcast because I can't stand it. Well, I was going to ask, the second question to ask <laughs> everyone is, what's your favorite characteristic about yourself? Oh, not my voice. Um, <laughs> my favorite characteristic, um, wow, that's so difficult. I know. We don't like to brag about ourselves. Well, people do, yeah. but not no, in a I, way of I'm like, having trouble because I like so many things about yes. myself. So I don't really know what my favorite what characteristic, pick. but um, I think it would have to be, um, I think it would have to be my ability to be a leader. Like I really identify as a Love leader. Love that. Yeah. Um, I always find myself, and like I hope my boss doesn't listen to this, but I always find <laughs> I'm myself. going to make sure your boss gets this. Like at work, like need I need to be in that leadership yeah. role. I need to be, um. I, in college, my friends always, this is so weird, but my friends called me mommy because I um, <laughs> mommy, I planned mom. like all of our yeah. spring break trips. There's I, always someone. There's always I someone. I feel like you're definitely that person. Like you're that person. Uh, hello, That's why we get along so well. Whenever Molly, we're in a group of friends that try to plan things, I send like a thousand doodles. I like, I'm very similar in that sense where yeah. 
you take charge. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has I to. Just, yeah. Someone has to. Um, and I just, I feel comfortable in that spot. And yeah. I'm the youngest of four children. And so I, what's really ironic is that when say, I'm at home, different. they do my oldest sister does everything for us. She plans amazing trips. The they, they do everything for me. Yeah. And so I think that's why I love in my daily life to it's be so interesting. To it's be like in you charge. miss that piece, mm-hmm. and so you put yeah. it in the rest of your yeah, world. Yeah, so that's my favorite characteristic. I, think. I really like that answer, Thanks. and no one has said it yet, so I wow. appreciate it. <gasps> Unique. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive in a little bit about your life and yeah. Wiz. So, what exactly is your like daytime? job because I say daytime because Wiz kind of is its own job as well but yeah a side hustle um (laughs) yeah I do social media marketing um at a handbag we make accessories um so quilted handbags that's kind of like our bread and butter um a company based in new york mm-hmm. founded by two women um called mz wallace it's amazing i love <laughs> i honestly wear the mini backpack every single day i also wear them every single day um they are life-changing um i've been there for about a year but okay. i've been in social media for um for most of my career i started in pr but yeah transitioned to social and then how with your account. So if you don't follow Molly, you should Wiz Khalifa. Uh, it, very confusing with Wiz Khalifa, the yes. rapper. Some which, people will get us confused. Yes. I mm-hmm. mean, I actually had a coworker once who sat next to me and was like, oh my gosh, Cammy, Wiz Khalifa commented on your photo. It was a Ford, like older woman. <laughs> I was like, that is not who you think it is. Yes. But I love that. I know. So I know. Molly's account is awesome. It's very much healthy recipes that I would say like the average person at home chef could make. Um, Yeah. And we connected over Instagram almost three years ago now. Yeah, we met in an event. Yeah, but no, but we had DM'd before that Uh, because of paleo, oh my God, um, wonton meatballs. Oh my gosh, yes. That's how we really, I was thinking about this before you came over. I was like, how did we like officially meet? And I was on Whole30. Did you ever do Whole30? Were you I, on it? I did Whole30, and then I got terrible SIBO. SIBO. Yes. Yeah. So then I, I kind of had quit. to quit. But that's why I was making – that's how I found the meatballs, and you had made them. And we DM'd about them, and then <laughs> we both went to an event. Yeah. And when we saw each other, I remember I went up to you and I was like, hi, I'm Cameron. Like, we have been DM'd a few times. And then we became friends ever since. And then we, ever since. The rest so, is history. For real. Tell us a little bit about Wiz. Um, okay, yeah. Your so, ego. So I think what's really funny is Wiz isn't really like the first, my, it wasn't my first foray into blogging. Like I. Um, what? I don't know this. I went abroad my freshman year. Actually, I don't think I've told anyone this. But anyway, I went abroad my freshman year. They, I went to Colby College okay. and they send like, um, probably a hundred of the freshman class abroad the first semester. They do it for like housing reasons. So before you get to college. Before you get to campus. Wow. Um, and I was like so mad. I remember my mom and I like went up to campus and we were like, you got to get me off this program. It was the best <laughs> thing ever happened to me. My best friends are from it. Um, so they sent me to Spain because I, w- I actually was a Spanish major. Um, Interesting. And it was like, I don't remember how it started, but I started this whole blog called Where in the World is Molly? Okay. Is it still live? It's not, but I've recently (laughs) tried to find it because I really want to unearth it. Um, I'm sure I could find it somewhere, but all of the kids were my program. All their parents followed it. All their friends from home followed it. It was like, I had like serious blog traffic. It was so funny, you guys. Um, Like, 
I used to, and it sort of was the evolution of Wiz because I used to take song lyrics and make them like the titles of the blog posts. Which is, I should have said about Wiz Khalifa, she's very punny. I'm pretty punny. Well, when I started Wiz Khalifa, all my captions were like yeah. related to lap, rap lyrics and then I like ran out of rap lyrics. So now it's just <laughs> not. But um, Every once in a while. But that's how, that, that I started that and then I brought it back when I went abroad my junior year and again, like people, like, Loved following it anyway. It I was need to so find funny. This. Was it like a typical website where you were? It was, was it Blogspot. It was Blogspot. It was. It was like I had a DSL. I was like taking photos. I'd put them up. I'd do these like hilarious recaps of our oh night out. Like, it was so good. Anyway, <laughs> not to do my own heart. Um, so <laughs> maybe Wiz this started. is your favorite character. Yeah, ex- about yourself. Exactly. <laughs> where in the world is Molly? <laughs> I was always like the healthy friend. I feel like yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I got really into healthy eating in, in high school for a lot of different reasons. But um, so I was the healthy friend. And I graduated, like, a, I kind of finished classes a semester early in college. Um, no, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize. I went to, like, my my advisor. And he was like, you know, you can be done. I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I started this. I, um, I would cook these elaborate meals for my friends. Not elaborate. Like, I would just cook, like, kale and chicken, like, butternut squash for my friends, mm-hmm. and they'd get home from class, and it was, like, so fun. So were you at Colby's second semester as a senior and yes. going to no classes? Yeah. Well, I had one class, yeah. So you lived the dream. I lived the dream. It was I did awesome. two and a half classes that semester, and it ruled. I mean, I ha- I've never had more free time in my life. I still fantasize about it. I had Same. so much free time. But I still felt like I had – I mean, I was playing lacrosse, so that was, like, basically five oh, classes at a time. Job. But <laughs> – I like the fact that I used to complain about going to one 50 minute class hungover. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm dying. I'll never make it through this. When I started in the real world and had to go from a 6 30 a.m. to 5 30 p.m. workday hungover, I I wanted Brutal. to smack my college self. I know. I know. I also did like, I didn't get hangovers in college. I would just be like, guys, yeah. I'm so hungover. Like, let's get bagels. Yeah, but, like, you I didn't really know. I wanted a bagel. Exactly. You know? I'd be like, I'm so hungover. And then when I actually got hungover in yeah. the real world, I noticed I was just fucking tired. Yeah, exactly. That's I, just what happens exactly. when you go to bed dehydrate at 30. You're literally and, dehydrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started whatever. And then I don't, I don't remember how, but like, I was kind of doing B, uh, Kayla at CNS, but BBG yeah. is when I started doing it. Um, and she really encouraged all the people who were doing it to like start an Instagram account about it. I feel like that's where a lot of bloggers started. It's where a lot, a lot. started. Yeah. It's so funny. And so I like didn't really – I wasn't really into the workouts, but I would post, post all my food there. And then the Wiz Khalifa name just came about because I like loved puns mm-hmm. and I loved rap music. And when my friends and I in college had to go to the bathroom, we'd always say, do you have to take a Wiz Khalifa? And that is literally <laughs> where I came from. It's really a sad really story. Like but that. someone recently told me that I'll never get the blue check mark because it's like, it's a play off oh, of shit. Wiz Khalifa. So I was like, well, maybe I should yeah. change my name. Whatever. Um, who needs a blue check mark when you're Wiz? It. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's. So it started. started senior spring, and then it has just continued since then. Yeah, it just continued since then. I mean, I didn't really, I had like a really... I worked in crisis management, like crisis PR, mm-hmm. my first job out of college. So I didn't – Wiz really was on the back burner. Like I was just so focused on, on making it to <laughs> crises, like really, yeah. and making it through my first job in the real world. I didn't really think about it. But then the more I was like really struggling with my career and, mm-hmm. and how not me it was, the more I used Wiz. As I feel outlet. like that happens a lot. And if you're yeah. listening to this and you have your own platform – I 
definitely or if you're just not happy with your current career and you have a passion and you don't know how to start something with Mm -hmm. it starting an account does not have to be this like crazy scary really like intimidating thing it doesn't have to turn into a career I feel like that's why a lot of people don't do it because like oh I don't want this to be my job that's fine I I never knew that any of this was going to be my job but Mm -hmm. I found so much comfort in it in a mm-hmm. weird way because it made me realize what I was passionate about yeah and made me realize how not passionate I was about the job I was in totally and like the yeah. fact that that's what I was thinking about at work I'm like okay I like, clearly care more about food and recipes than muni volunteer yeah right no and I think that's to your point I think you I'm sure people who are listening to this do have some sort of yeah. account or side hustle or whatever but I think it's being so honest with yourself about what it is for you like mm-hmm. For me, I know so deep down in my heart, like I have the utmost respect for people who work for themselves. If I could do it, I would. <laughs> I think it's incredible. I know, I think you have to be honest with yourself, like I know that I'm such an externally motivated person yeah. that I would never, I would never, it would never work for me. And I need that like company structure. Um, and I like need to have coworkers and it, that's just so yeah. important to me. So I know Wiz will never be my job, but, and for a while that was like really scary to me. And I was sort of like, should I just quit? Is mm-hmm. this even worth it if it's not even my job? But I, my favorite part about Wiz is spending the weekends cooking. It's so relaxing to me. Yeah, my it, favorite thing is taking the photos. Mm-hmm. Like I love, fi- I love engaging with people. It's never, I'm never gonna like devote the time to. Yeah. And you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. And it, I do, people like always think I spend so much time on Wiz. I don't. I spend one day on the weekend and like that's an it. hour yeah. at night responding to DMs and stuff. And yeah. I know. And that's, I think people, like what you said, where you were honest with yourself. I do think a lot of people are like, I want to work for myself and blah, blah, blah. But they don't have the conversation about what that actually entails. Yeah. And the grass is sometimes always greener on the other side it's so much harder than you think it is so much harder than you think it is and I don't think I say this enough obviously I'm very grateful for my current life I would not change it for the world and go back to what I was doing but I've never worked harder in my life and I think a lot of people just think I sit around and post on Instagram and take photos which if you want to think that I don't really care but it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Um, and I think once you kind of give yourself the freedom to explore something without a set agenda, mm-hmm. that's when it grows. And I mean, Wiz has a ton of freaking followers, but I, I think you're like me where we're not in this for the follower count. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really give care. a shit about Side that. note, I just... Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> someone, very, very good source, told me that a way to, like, I think everyone knows engagement on Instagram right now is really tough. Like, everyone's yeah. engagement is just kind of less because there's just so much more content. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, very good source told me to go through my followers that seemed like kind of not fake, not fake, but people who like aren't, aren't actually following, like kind of bot accounts. Yeah. I've never bought followers, but you get shady you get people weird follow you. All the time. And so I just d- deleted like 200 followers. You went through all of your followers? You think- I did. It took me, I've done it over a period of time. I oh spend like wow. a half okay. hour a day doing it, but I just block people that I don't think are actually, and my little tip guys, we're out there. My engagement has been so much better. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. very interesting. That's a very interesting thing to think of. But again, you have to be willing to like yeah. lose 
a lot of followers. That's okay. But I also think something I love on the Wiz account and something I feel, which is why I relate to you, is that you show your whole life in a sense of like, this is what you're getting. I'm not like posing for all this shit. I'm not going to put on this beautiful face and get a blowout before I talk to the camera. <laughs> you always look gorgeous. However, you're very much like me where it's like, so the, don't care. The, the camera's on. I don't give a fuck what I look like. Yeah. And also like I struggle with in this health and wellness space. And I've talked about this on a blog post that if people are sober for any choice, which kudos to anyone that's sober, um, they talk about it a lot, which I understand. But I think that then if someone's not sober, alcohol just like isn't discussed. Mm-hmm. So I feel we're very similar in the sense where like we talk about our social life. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can be healthy and you can drink too. Yeah. It's just a matter of how are you going about it. I'm not trying to black out every night. Right. And and that's actually really funny because I think people kind of know me as a drinker a little yeah. bit, which, which I like because I have like fun followers. Yeah. Um, and when I, I just I'm, – I'm doing intermittent fasting right now per a doctor recommendation, but I posted about it and the number one question I got from people was, are you still drinking? Are you, or how are you drinking? Are you drinking? Does, are you supposed to drink on intermittent fasting? I was like, this is my journey. Alcohol is part of my, very big part of my yeah. life. I'm keeping it within my like consumption Hours. window. Okay. Um, I didn't so I'm not think like about that going, when I technically say I intermittent fast. Yeah. Um, like again, Whoops. like last night I stopped eating at 9 p.m. So I stopped drinking at 9 p.m. Um, yeah. And, and, but the fact that people asked me about that, I was like, you know, alcohol is a part of, alcohol is a part of my yeah. life. And I always say that I have this like dirty clean approach, which is mm-hmm. like, I, I want to live as long as possible. Like when people yeah. ask you like, why are you into health and wellness? I just want to be healthy. Like. I feel good. Yeah, I want to feel good. I I really do like want to live to be 100. And um, I'll be there at your party. And and that's like my main motivation. So like, I don't quite care about calories or or this or that. I just care about like fueling my body. And but the other part of that is like, I want to have fun while doing it. So I'm not willing I I did do dry January because I was at a point in my life where I was like, I just want to see what it would be like I've to, done similar things yeah it's also just an eye-opening experience I think it is it's also I like having a goal I like having yeah. um I don't know something on my mind and it was very very clear to me that like where mm-hmm. I, I use alcohol in my life and I made a conscious effort to like not have that glass of wine when I when I had a bad day at work. Like, yes. I now am very into drinking when I'm celebrating. Yeah. Or having, like, it's Friday night. I'm really excited about Friday night. I'm going to have a drink. But but less to, like, seek comfort. Exactly. In sad feelings. Exactly. I agree. And I, I notoriously have done this thing called – I say notoriously as if it's, like, a famous thing. In my world, people know about it, um, Sober Mondays because – and this sounds really freaking crazy, I'm sure, to a lot of people. But I don't know how you were raised. I grew up in a house where my parents always had a drink. And it was never a problem. Like, I grew up in high school. I was allowed to have a drink with dinner or at a party or celebrating or whatever. And it was never viewed upon as this crazy thing. Like, ooh, alcohol. Because it was so open. So when mm-hmm. I went to college, sure, I got really freaking drunk a lot. But I wasn't notoriously the girl that was throwing up blacked out and like 
had never seen alcohol before because mm-hmm. it was such a staple, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it totally depends on your family yeah. and how you're raised and my family culture is very much around and again not in like a negative not in a way, negative way just, but we like to celebrate exactly it's booze. we like to we like to drink yeah we like to drink <laughs> and so I when I graduated it just became this like oh yeah I'll have a glass of wine with dinner when I get home and I also really like and I think you're similar to pair like a meal with a drink mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm not I don't drink anything that I don't like the taste of like that blows my mind that people are like oh I hate tequila but then they'll drink a margarita I'm like well then why the fuck are you drinking margarita um like I do not like Jameson I would die and so anytime anyone's like Jameson shots I run away because I have no interest in drinking something I don't like but I would have like a drink every night and then I started to kind of realize I'm like wow it's been like especially in the summer like a straight month and I've had a drink every single night like I can cut that back so Mondays are my day no matter what I do not drink yeah but recently I have kind of been dabbling in this like semi-sober life because Mm -hmm. of my detox and it started same time you were doing dry January and I think it has definitely made me realize that I don't need to always Mm -hmm. go for the glass especially if it's like I'm so stressed I need a glass of wine yeah that's not yeah I mean I couldn't agree more and yeah the biggest thing is like for me I saved so much money on dry January so much money during dry January because like drinking when you go out to dinner the drinking is expensive. That's where the restaurants make In their money. In New York money. City, it's basically 14 to $16 right. a mixed cocktail. Right. And even if you're getting wine, it's, oh, yeah. it's expensive. So we were like, oh, my God, we're saving so much money. This is incredible. Did Jeremy but do it as well? He did. Okay. Well, kind of. It was like a damp January. But I, well, was, I was still supportive. proud of him. Um, Thank you, Jeremy, we were for like, being supportive. Gosh, like, going out to eat like isn't as It's fine. Yeah. Without alcohol. So, you know, for me, again, it just comes back to the culture around it. We both, you and I both really like to go out to restaurants, like experience that. And um, I think that's another thing is I I do see some wellness bloggers be like, this is what you should eat, order if you go out. And I'm like, just eat what you want when you're out. Like, if that happens to be, like, I... People get really mad at me when I eat pasta. Not mad, because like, my followers are very nice, but, but people will be like, is that, a little. You, you eat a lot of pasta, or like, is that healthy? And I'm like, yes, because the pasta I buy is organic, and it's the ingredients are wheat, and you and can tolerate water, and wheat. I don't have any, I don't have like That's a gluten a, yeah. intolerance, and to me, like, this is a nourishing meal, and mm-hmm. do I have pasta once a week? Not even, like, I have it maybe once every other week, and yeah. I don't think that's bad. No. And I usually make it myself. And People have such stigmas over certain foods, and yeah. I think I said this recently to someone that a lot of people – put a lot of emphasis on anyone that has a following on the words that they say mm-hmm. or pictures they post. And I think it's because a lot of social media influencers out there have been preaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in a way that I don't think they have the credentials to preach about. Right. And then I think as a consumer, as a follower, they mm-hmm. then look to every influencer. I right. use that with like, air quotes, but they look to every influencer for the answers. Right. And like everything we say is right. So I don't eat gluten right now because I cannot tolerate it. Gluten is not a devil. 
Right. And I think that's where people get confused that it's this like one size fits all. If she's not doing this, then yeah. I can't if do it. If she's intermittent fasting, I need to do exactly. it. Exactly. You need to be so clear about like, this isn't for everyone. This isn't for you. I literally knew someone who didn't eat bananas because I a was wellness just blogger told her not to eat bananas. The I'm banana like, crisis. Like, can we all chill? I know. It's, it's, it's bonkers. And I think, I mean, that's where I do think the influence, the space of influence yes. is really tricky and very um, tricky. And like I'm, I'm a very, maybe not very, but I'm a pretty private person. Mm-hmm. And something that's always been really hard. Like I always say that Instagram for me died when stories came out because now it's not just like you're sharing posts and you're sharing recipes. Like you are real, you're responsible for having a reality TV show and yeah, your content, true. whatever, it needs to be up to snuff and. I'll never forget, like, I think this was around, I want to say, like, a year and a half ago, or maybe two years ago, but a blogger who used to live in New York City, I used to see a lot of events, mm-hmm. told me I was never going to get big because I don't share enough with my followers. And I thought that was very, I was, like, so upset about it. And Harsh. I, I was kind of like, wow, she's right. I should share more. But it's not in my nature to, sh- I'm just not a big sharer. I wish I okay. was. But, like, I'm not going to – when the time comes I have kids, I'm not going to be, like, showing them playing with their mm-hmm. Murbies. Like, I, I just think yeah. there are certain boundaries that should be um, – Kept to yourself. Should be kept to yourself. I think we also forget, and I have a little bit of the opposite, I could share every detail of my life. If, like Right, but it's just such a personality No, but sometimes I, I really need to reel it in because then I think, like, we forget the following that you have. Like, how many – you have, what, 30 – no, like twenty, I like twenty six thousand. Okay, so that's a lot of people, and I think we say it in a sense of like, oh no, like I only have this because we look at all these like big time bloggers with like millions or whatever. Yeah. But think about how many people that is that watch these intricate details of right. your life, and I forget sometimes when I say something that like X amount of thousands of people yeah. are then watching it and listening. See, it's to so it. funny because I think there's, I never forget like. Uh, for instance, like all my coworkers follow me, Jeremy's bosses follow me. Like people, my like leaving fam- the corporate world like, changed that a little for me because I don't have right, coworkers anymore. Right. And yeah. and for me, it's like I'm ne- I'm always cognizant of who's following me. And yeah, I'm so comfortable with myself that I can be myself and be si- mm-hmm. be silly and not really worry about it. But like, I'm always um, I don't know. Like I I I sometimes just worry about. I'll say something and then maybe like, what if my opinion changes in three months that's like, another thing that people like I yeah I struggle with that when yeah. I say something and people will DM me and be like but I thought you said this like, right we're also humans yeah um my drunk Instagramming has like definitely come down a little bit because that wasn't it like I don't know I mean I'll show myself on there every once in a while but like nights where I was really drunk I would like post all these Instagram stories of like ripping shots and I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> but I do think that the more you share, the more, like, trust and amazing. Like, there's, like, a certain blogger who's, like, mega, and people love her because she literally shares every Everything. single thing. She live streams her kids all day. So people, yeah, people, people, love, it. people love that. For me, not the content I want to yeah. see, but I understand there is a there is a subset of people that want to see and feel yeah. like they deserve to see. I was actually listening to a really interesting podcast with two influencers, and – they were talking about the same thing. They were like, if you don't share every intricate detail of your life, like you're, you owe it to your followers. Yeah, and people, I take such an yeah. opposite stance to that. I really think that 
my life. There are so many. Th- it's and yours. I think, I, think I, I do think you do this too. Like there's so much of my life. Oh, I don't that share I everything. could share that yeah. I don't share. Like, I agree. I really try to respect my family's privacy. I really try to respect. I respect Joe's privacy. Joe wants exactly. no part, no part of my stories. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Ch- my goal is to one day get him on this podcast to talk about relationships. Love it. Um, he told me when I have. 2,000 subscribers and can pay him $500. He'll be a guest. There that was go. the exact response I got. All right, guys, uh, let's get her. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but there are definitely things that we keep private. And yeah. we have the freaking right to do that. We're normal humans. And yeah, one other question, just kind of going back on like the social life aspect. Yeah. Something I get a lot is like, how do you know, how do you maintain your balanced social life? So when you're out, I get a lot about like drunk eating. My stance is when I'm drunk, if I want to eat, I'm going to eat. Maybe like, I don't know. Now I feel like the control drunk eating happens in my apartment. Yeah. So like, I don't know, have some healthier snacks. It doesn't matter what you're eating. You just want, I want crunch or sweet. So like Mm -hmm. notoriously in college, we had a Wawa right next to our our campus and I'd be the girl that would get a pint of Ben and Jerry's and a cinnamon bun. And my best friend would get five bags of chips. So like she was salty I know this is how I, this is how I didn't look my best at graduation, um, but I was sweets. And so, if you're keeping, I don't know. I always say, don't deprive yourself. Yeah. If you're really drunk and you want food, yeah. like, don't ruin your night and not no. have it. Yeah, yeah. I always like. I definitely in college was kind of like late night pizza party. Yeah, I've I would have honestly pizza never at been the bar a big and then be a sweet drunk eater. Like I just wow. Okay, it's just not. Kudos to you. I have friends who are, and I, like, am so down with that. And I'll be along for the journey, and I'll pretend that I have drunk munchies so I can, like, yeah. eat that pizza be with them. a part them. of it. But um, I, I feel so – my hangover is infinitely worse in the morning if I've eaten at night. Like, I just know that about myself. My, see, mine's opposite. Like, yeah. I need substance. So you have to know yourself. If you, need, if you need to have food before you go to bed, like, you should have that. Yeah. Um, I think you should still have like a good digestive window of digestion. Yep. Otherwise, you'll wake up and feel sick. But or if you eat, you'll feel sick. But, um, but I'm the kind of person I know that I need to like go to bed on an empty stomach, wake up, have a huge breakfast. It's just yeah. kind of how it is for me. I also should clarify that I'm like I love to drink. I do not like to be drunk. If that makes that, sense. Okay, so no, that does make sense because I talk about that a lot of drinking for yourself in a way like drinking to the level that you like to feel like yeah I don't like the feeling of being hammered and out of control I mean being out of control I love being out of control and like a sense of having really a lot of fun and like that but not out of control in the sense of I don't know where I am I can't walk and forgetting things I hate like with my wedding I was like I refuse to get too drunk because if I forget one second of this night (laughs) I will lose my mind yeah Um, yeah and I think finding your way of like that perfect tipsy. I think so too. Yeah. And I think, and I, I know what my limit is. I'm I, also huge lightweight now. If I have more than two drinks, that <laughs> is like dangerous territory for me, which is really sad. So what I need to do. Were you always like that or is that recent? Since I graduated pretty much. Like yeah. in college, I definitely. Mine has just continued to get worse and worse. In yeah. college. Like if I drank the amount I drank in like a day at college spread out through between two days I would not survive yeah I just I don't I don't like being hungover I don't like neither day but I but I love to drink and I think there is a 
I don't know if you're someone who needs to hear this. Maybe you're not. But there is a way to drink without being hungover, without getting too drunk. Absolutely. It is finding your limit. For me, it's like I know that I can't have as many drinks as my friends are having. So, like, I try to drink them slower. I always Mm -hmm. order, like, spicy drinks. I think you said this, too. I love spicy drinks. I always order spicy drinks because they make me drink them slower. Yeah. Um, Like, I just drink them slower. um, And or I just do, like kind of like teal on the rocks because I, I can't too. Teal on that. the rocks with lime. Yeah. If I get like an amazing tasting, delicious, like yeah. sweet margarita, that's going to be gone in three Pina seconds. Pina colada. Oh my God. Five I'm going to slurp that shit up. Like I, agree. That, I can't have that. But I agree. And I also think another point you just said is very important is you have a different limit than your friends. Some of my friends can drink a ton. They don't get hungover or they don't mind being hungover. Yeah. There's nothing I hate more than waking up with a hangover because that day is shot. For yeah. me, at least. Yeah. I don't bounce back well. So I'm totally okay going out with friends, whatever, having a drink. They all get a second round, and I maybe am like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, People totally. order shots. I'm like, nope, I'm good here. I, I, although I am a notorious tequila shot person. But, I know. But then too. I'll like take away. Okay, fine. Then that's one of my half of my a drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is – and then another question is what is your like go-to – cocktail if you could choose one okay this is my fail proof all the time when I get um if I'm okay it's two it's two so if I'm at home I make it differently then I'm I'm out okay but if I'm out I just get tequila lime juice you have to specify lime juice otherwise we'll just put lime in it it's not the same lime <laughs> juice a little bit of agave and seltzer so delicious they shake it up it tastes Perfect like a margarita, margarita but it's like good and, and cleaner at home I make it with this tequila that has that's infused with jalapenos homemade so it's like bought? I buy it. It's okay. I, I buy. I buy it. It's called Tonteo. So if you're looking okay. for a good, I don't think I've ever tried that. I love it. And then it's just it's the same drink. It's just spicy. But they never yeah. have it when I go out. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. But now I feel like places you could add like just cayenne to the first one, right? Maybe. Or I'll do like mezcal because it's yeah, like a little a smoke. smokier, spicier. But I yeah. only like mezcal in one drink. What's your, What's your go-to? I'm a seasonal drinker, so okay, it totally okay. depends on the weather. <laughs> I love that about you. Um, <laughs> if we're in the winter, it's definitely a Tito's Dirty Martini. Wow, um, yeah. And then I went through a big like bourbon on the rocks with a twist. I haven't been doing that recently. And then summertime, I'm tequila. All the freaking way. Yeah. Sometimes vodka, but I'm a big, I do tequila, club soda, lime juice, splash of grapefruit. Wow. Love it. And then if I'm making it with, I'm a salt rim gal. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. People order no salt in the rim. I just show them the door of the restaurant. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? He actually gets like offended when there's salt in the rim. And first of all, you could always drink it. Off, usually now it's on like half of the room. So you could relax and drink it on the other half of the glass. But I would say majority of the people like I salt. I also like so. everyone should know that I put salt in my salt. I literally, my brother-in-law gets sugar <laughs> on his rim. I'm just like, what? no, I need salt all the way. Sugar on a rim? Yeah. I never heard of that. I liked I like a spicy salt on the rim. Mm. That's a nice touch. Nice uh, yes, yeah, so I'm a seasonal drinker. But yeah. I also love beer. That's my issue right now. With oh, not a beer girl. So I'm I really, only, I really only drink tequila. Like gin makes me crazy. I won't even tell you guys. Like if you, if I tell you the story about the last time I drank gin, <laughs> you guys will just unfollow well, me. Well, vodka right makes away. me a little angry. Va- vodka makes me a little emotional. I can't really. Drink I get vodka. an angry drunk a little Tequila's bit. Only and. 
tequila is the only alcohol that's an upper. And I, when I drink wine, like I go right to bed, like I just fall asleep. I love wine. So too. I really only drink tequila. It's kind of the only thing that I mean, I fully support it. it for me. I'm with you. So now that we're talking about favorites, the way I close out the podcast Ooh. is what are three ways to your heart through food? So it could be very specific, this exact sandwich from this exact deli in this town, or it could be generic a la ice cream. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, the three, like, basically the three things I, like, love most. Yes. Like, if I was on that show, the best thing you ever ate, like, this. I don't know what that is, but yes. Like, okay. Oh, my God. It's an amazing show. I think you would love it. Okay, go um, watch. I'll add it to okay. all the TV shows I watch. If I had to have, like, a, the, like, I'm going to die tomorrow and, like, what I need yes. to eat before is um, Uigui Butter Cake from Ample Hills Ice okay. Cream. Guys, it's not vegan. <laughs> it's not non, it's, like, not healthy. It's, it's everything in there. so good. They literally take... They make cake out of butter and they put pieces <laughs> in vanilla ice cream. It's to die for. Are you going to get some after this? Because um, I live right next to Ample Hills. I'm thinking I might, honestly, now. You probably should. Um, that would. That's just top of the top. Um, this is so funny because I was just... Oh, the 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 Mafaldini pasta at um, Lilia in New York. Oh, in yes. I've had that. So, so good. I need to go back, though, because I went the week it opened, and, mm. it, you know, you can't judge a restaurant like that. You can't. Also, that was like three years ago. I know, dude. I have a gift <laughs> card, so I do have to go back. Um, that's an amazing gift Maybe card. we can go. That would definitely be it. And then um, my, like, the thing that just, like, reminds me of home, I guess. Yeah. Um, would have to be, and this is like, I feel like I should think of a better one than this. But um, growing up, we used to go to this sandwich place in the summer, and they made their tuna salad with like this spicy mustard. And I was like four. And this is my order. It was like this tuna salad with spicy mustard and pickles, and it's so good. And so now that's like my biggest comfort food. If I wake up in the morning and I'm kind of hungover, or you'll like, eat tuna fish. I will have tuna fish salad well, with spicy mustard up. and on a good bread. I swear to God, it is like my so you happy make it now. meal. I make it now because we. I mean, I haven't been yeah, there in yeah. years. So, um, but that's like my happy. Okay, happy. That Very like interesting. Tree. Tuna yeah. fish is funny to me because I grew up. Eating a lot of tuna fish, but yeah. never making, like never out of a can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I okay. think there are two types of people. You grew up either making the tuna fish out of the can or you didn't. And the people who did not are very grossed out yeah, by I can't, the like, can. Totally. So in college, I lived in, well, I lived with one of my close friends, Danielle, sophomore year and senior year. So in like a kind of suite and then in our house. And I would freaking shit on her for making tuna fish. I'd be like, Danielle, that is disgusting. It smells so bad because she would make it out of can. She's like, oh, people yeah. do this, Cammie. And now I do it. And every time I do it, I text her. And I'm like, I'm so very sorry. It's I love so you. Good. I you really just apologize. You buy the right tuna, you yeah. know? But, I, but like, it was my like go-to. When I was little, that was like my go-to sandwich. Okay. And so like, if, hey, if you grew up with peanut butter and jelly, like that's probably like it's your a comfort happy food. comfort yeah, yeah. food That's how I feel about ice cream. Like, it's my comfort food. It is. Oh. Ice cream is the, the best. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was so, this fun. Was so fun. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys felt like you were just hanging out with friends because that's what just went down. Exactly. Uh, you'll definitely be back on at some later yeah. point talking about another topic. So cool. thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. 
please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there, at Freckled Foodie.